NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Welcome back, my friend. This is Dustin Nemos of the Nemos News Network, where we are joined once again by Roger Stone, who needs no introduction. And I wanted to ask Roger, inviting back on the show to talk about Antifa. It's on everyone's mind. And even Roger's dealing with these thugs trying to shut down his events. So, Roger, thank you so much for taking the time again uh, to come on the show. And, and welcome back. Thank you very, very much. This is a startling development in American politics. Uh, uh, only back in the days of Tammany Hall did the Democratic Party usually ally itself with hooligan thugs. But now, anybody who doesn't see that the, the BLM uh, and, the, uh, and the Antifa movements are uh, designed, first of all, to destabilize us before an election, uh, secondarily are extremely well organized and well funded, uh, and that it is the first time ever that a major national party has had a, a you know an affiliation with this kind of a thug squad. I mean, Hitler had the SA, who were these demented, you know, deranged thugs who would beat up Jewish merchants, that would smash windows, that would burn synagogues, that would break up public meetings, and so on. Uh, but these kind of tactics we haven't seen in America. It's kind of like uh, 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 my guess here is that in the event that we have a contested election in which both sides believe they won or both sides claim they won, uh, they uh, hope to then ratchet up this kind of pressure by uh, attacking people, moving into the suburbs, terrorizing people uh, until they get their way. I, I think that's a, a clear, that's a clear strategy. Now, recently they tried to shut down an event that you were at and it, it happened, it was successful. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about what they did and how they tried to do this? I, mean, I, look, I only know what the uh, security people uh, at the hotel and the management of the hotel that I was staying at told us that they had and had recorded multiple calls that were threats uh, against the hotel without being too specific, warning them that they had to cancel uh, my appearance because uh, uh, who knows, because I'm a racist, which, I mean, uh, this is amusing when you look at, at the, the point that uh, stop and frisk in New York, which 80% of, 90% of conservatives support, I was opposed to because I thought it was, it was racist. Uh, I was for affirmative action when I worked for Nixon, which most conservatives are not. I still support it. I still think the idea of giving preferences in federal and state contracts uh, to African Americans because of the years of oppression was a good program. Uh, I have been against the racist war on drugs for 30 years, writing about it, marching about it, making videos about it, talking about it. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm of that libertarian bent, but particularly in the civil rights area. I gave a $50,000 contribution to Al Sharpton's uh, organization for, for minority scholarships. Uh, I have uh, championed a pardon for Marcus Garvey, the early African-American leader who I think was essentially lynched by the FBI. Uh, you know, I, I have no, uh, you know, it, the, I worked to, to make Dr. King's birthday a, a holiday. I don't want to sound like, like uh, Joe Biden here, but, uh, you know, I have, I have a record in this area. So kind of the opposite of, of a Joe Biden. And, and I should ask, you know, what does Al Sharpton think of you now? Uh, well, I mean, look, I, he's a cordial fellow. He's very clever and he's, you know, he's very sharp tongued and everybody knows we're friends and we have been friends for a long time. But 
our conversations now are fewer, of course, because we're on different sides. Remember, Al has endorsed he had endorsed Al D'Amato. He endorsed a number of Republicans. He's only more recently swung to the hard left um, because that's where the, you know, he is. A, he needs to build Fair. his audience, and that's the dominant group on the left. You know, I, I, I had never considered that about him. So uh, thank you for saying that. Now, I, I do know that, you know, you know, back to the Battle of Berkeley and, and very early on in Trump's administration, um, we had uh, groups of Antifa trying to shut down college campus speakers and they would throw bricks. They would throw uh, cement milkshakes. They would they would assault people. Um, fast forward to today. Um, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but I feel like they're burning Oregon down to try to to try to cheat this election and intimidate people. And I feel like it's going to get worse on election time or even election day. That, that's that's precisely why I'm so offended by this spate of fake news stories that say Roger Stone advises the president to declare martial law if he loses. I saw this, yeah. That is, of course, not at all what I said. What I said, if you, anybody will just listen to the entire interview, is that if there's overwhelming evidence of blatant, flagrant electoral fraud the president has broad powers to impound machines, to in, uh, to inspect uh, records, to uh, to, uh, to to uh, if there's an insurrection in the streets uh, and the the Democrats are burning America down as their kind of ultimate threat, uh, so that uh, the election becomes uncontested, uh, this could get very very ugly. For and it's the first yeah. time we've ever seen this in in America. We even have the head of HHS telling people to get more ammo in case because he's worried about violence uh, around Election Day. Do you, uh, do you think Antifa will try an Election Day violent? Well, I mean, uh, uh, let me say this uh, in defense of Mike Caputo, by the way, who is uh, under surgery, exploratory surgery for um, potential cancer, I think right now, a couple hours. Uh, you know, I think that it does reflect the frustration of a, a lot of Americans who who see what's going on in the cities but live in the suburbs and of course they're scared. This is it is unheard of that you could not go in most parts of New York at night or during the day and be perfectly safe. It, it is and those who are most terrified of course are the older people. Uh, so uh, it is um it's a new development in American politics. It's this it is uh, it's unacceptable really. Now Recently, I saw Newt Gingrich bring out, uh, bring up George Soros on Fox News, and everyone they got very quiet. They said we shouldn't bring up Soros, and it was kind of awkward and, and a, a broken silence. What, what do you think there? Do you think that um, Soros is going to come out more into the forefront of this now that we're looking at Antifa? No, uh, but I, I commented on this policy at Fox before. I was going on a program on a show there um, with a host. Believe it that vague. And just minutes before we popped on, um, she said, oh, what, one more thing, Mr. Stone, the producer said, a woman said, um, we, we really can't talk about George Soros in the segment. And I said, well, I wasn't going to mention his name because he has nothing to do with the topic of, uh, about which we're going to talk about. But uh, thanks for letting me know. So I, was, uh, I knew they had this policy. Uh, and I've always thought it odd. No, I don't think he's going to move out of the shadows. I think he likes to operate in the shadows in the world of dark money and uh, street street thuggery. And uh, I think the Hungarian government has taken the right approach to him. Uh, he's a willful destabilizer. Whether he himself is making money manipulating currencies on that basis is a 
interesting theses, uh, but he certainly is screwing around with a number of democratic republics that I think uh, he seeks to undermine. Sure. Um, so that is an interesting thought. Um, I do like Hungary's response to Soros. And, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic that we'll see more of it. But but like you, I, I don't think that it's going to happen. And I personally would just like to ask Fox News or maybe, you know, uh, what what is the price tag on not being attacked by fake news on a regular basis? If there's a if there's a number and I could get that number and not be attacked by fake news all the time, that would be great. And Soros apparently has that like get out of uh, attack free card going on, like many of the Antifa arsonists that are getting out of jail the very next day and going out and burning more things. Um, how do you see all this playing out? Well, speaking of somebody who, who is, uh, you know, preyed upon every day by the fake news media, uh, who twist and distort your words, this is the most disturbing thing. I mean, I very clearly said that if there was overwhelming evidence uh, of, of a stolen election that the president would have under, you know, both the these two acts, both the the, uh, the the martial law, but more precisely the insurrection insurrection act, to uh, ex- examine all of the material, all of the voting records, uh, and so on. He also has the ability, I think, to to uh, persevere here in the end if if this is stolen. Nobody steals the presidency of the United States. Trump is a fighter, I, I believe. If this again, there has to be overwhelming evidence of real fraud, but I don't think the Democrats are going to disappoint us on that. I really don't. Yeah, and, and, and the violence out of the left as well. I, I certainly don't want anyone to take this as a, as a misconstruction. Uh, you, you know, you're not promoting this. You're not calling for it. This is a prediction. We're talking about what we think will happen. So the fake news can say whatever they want. You no, know, but they go out and they say, Stone advises. That's not what I said. Go read yeah. what I said. Uh, but they love the martial law headline. Uh, here's, the, that is, here's what is indisputable about the left since 2016. Anything that they accuse you of doing is exactly what they are doing themselves. Everything they do is deflection, everything. So who is it that is planning to terrorize uh, uh, old people and Trump voters and, and uh, they're sophisticated to know what polling places and what, and what areas? Uh, uh, is it uh, is it Proud Boys and when white supremacists, uh, or is it or is it Antifa and, and BLM who's been burning down the cities? I don't. Those are other organizations. Do they have twelve members? I mean, uh, this is uh, it, it, there, nobody's going to be doing that. There's going to be nobody out on the streets intimidating uh, uh, Biden, Harris, voters on election day. But they intend to intimidate people, so they're already accusing us of it. It, it, it's it's classic. Fair enough. Now, um, it came out recently that the DOJ has been aware of organized uh, leadership, uh, for lack of a better term here, from Antifa. They know that it's being organized. They know the players. They know the ideologies. They know um, uh, a lot more than they're letting on, at least. We don't know how much. But is it something that they have to now address because that's out? Or they, do you think that they're going to manage to kind of keep promoting wildfires until the election? Uh, I, you know, it's very hard for me to read uh, Bill Barr, the attorney general. Uh, I've been somewhat critical of him uh, in terms of his conduct in my case, because I think he has uh, reached some incorrect conclusions about my prosecution. Uh, but, and I probably, just my existence on this planet has been an enormous pain in his derriere. Fair enough. But that, but that said, um, 
you know, on some things he's been very good. On other things, I really question. I mean, look, the the week I was convicted, uh, this very same prosecutor announced that Andrew McCabe was getting a pass. Um, there have been two inspector general's reports that have specifically recommended the prosecution of James Comey for crimes that were far worse than those that I was charged and I argue wrongfully convicted on, but the Justice Department took a pass twice. Uh, it's hard to understand that. It just really is. Do you think that um, with President Trump uh, trying to drain the federal government's uh, race theory, critical race theory, and other types of Marxist propaganda, that we'll start to see less and less of this double standard, or even maybe a draining of the swamp where we'll start to see a single tier justice system again? Uh, well, put it this way, if uh, the president loses this election, or is he, if he is cheated out of victory, uh, then I do think that those, all of those liberties you can expect to be extinguished. We are now, we are now being led by a socialist mob. Uh, we know where the sphere of influence is inside the Democratic Party, and we know who's supplying the street thugs. And it's not, you know, Upper East Side, pardon me, Upper West Side, uh, ex-hippie and former hippie uh, uh, leftists, you know, who who have steel rim glasses and go to coffee shops and, you know, drive Volvos, you know, those kind of people. Fair enough. Work so, um Roger, I know we've we've talked a little bit about Antifa and the kind of the expected violence, um, what they're doing now, what they've been doing to you lately. Um, is there anything that, that you think is very pressing right now from your world that you'd like to share with us? Well, I, I, there's, we've now reached an unprecedented point where the media, uh, in the 40 years that I've been active in American politics, any reputable reporter, any reputable publication, uh, had an obligation under kind of the, the gentlemanly rule of journalism to call you for a comment when they were going to report in some way on your activities. Uh, and uh, that used to happen. It no longer happens. So now the New York Times uh, and the Washington Post uh, and other publications go immediately to print uh, with stories about you that are just incorrect or twisted. Uh, and they give you, you know, no opportunity to respond within the initial story. Then when you try to respond on using social media, uh, because they won't report what you have to say, well, then they turn around and try to uh, censor you everywhere, making your side of things, um, you know, much harder to get out. That's why, you, that's why you do wonderful shows like this, to have a chance to talk about it. As long as we can, until we're banned as well. Um, and it won't be the first time or the last. So, Roger, I really appreciate your time. Um, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with us about Antifa. Um, yeah, if you, if I may, I want to ask one other question. You don't have to feel obligated to, to answer it, but recently um, QAnon was asked to President Trump. You know, they asked the question, what do you think of QAnon, basically? And he addressed the question, kind of sidestepped a little bit. But what, what do you think of that, if you have any opinions? Um, as to whether it is genuine or an inauthentic, let me say that, uh, that I hope it is. That's my view. I hope it is. Uh, uh, I, a lot of my friends follow it. A lot of my friends are, are uh, you know, I think it makes a compelling argument and support that point of view. Uh, I, I like, it's lively, I'll say that. And, uh, uh, you know, I hope it's all right. Uh, certain, certain parts of it are certainly right from my own knowledge. So, um, uh, you know, I think General Flynn takes the same view, which is, you know, just because I read your views, I don't, doesn't mean I share all your views, but uh, I think they're patriotic Americans who are following it, and that, I guess, is the key. 
Well said. Well, thank you very much, Roger Stone. We appreciate you once again. Uh, please share any links or sites or anything that you'd like uh, so people can find you. I know that you're very censored right now as well. Well, first and foremost, if you want one of these iconic uh, Roger Stone still did nothing wrong t-shirts, which you're going to want to get at a low price because they'll be in the Smithsonian someday and yours will be very valuable if you take care of it. Uh, you can go to fightback.store uh, and uh, pick that item up. Uh, and I would appreciate it if you want to follow my, uh, I'm, I'm now that I'm unbanned, I'm back to my syndicated radio show and my daily broadcast, uh, which will be at stonecoldtruth.com commencing shortly so we can do full election coverage. But I had to wind all that down when 29 FBI agents showed up at dawn uh, with, a, you know, with a, an armada uh, to uh, storm my house. Sure. Wow. I can't imagine. Um, thank you again, Roger Stone. Appreciate you for your time. Everyone definitely check out the websites. Mm -hmm.